Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of Wonders and Blunders first season. It has been an absolutely wild ride putting this together, and I want to thank each and every one of you who have listened through and joined us on this adventure. We wouldn't be here without you all and all the love and support that you've shown. And while we love all of our listeners equally, like any good podcast does, there is a very special list of people who we love just a little bit more equally. Our patrons. They've brought us from a rinky-dink setup of $5 mics and bad cables to the beautiful sounding nonsense that now gets to grace your ear every time you hit play. They've been an inspiration to us each week to keep pushing on and increasing our qualities and are often an inspiration to us at the table when they tweet in their inspiration points. You've heard their names read about a hundred times by now, but we're not going to stop there. So for the last time this season, here's a very special thank you to everyone who has helped sponsor us thus far. Mary Rain, Heather Baird, Matthew Smets, and Christopher Dunn, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Robert Hawks, Chris Bruce, Noreen Elizabeth, and Chelsea Dab, you're great. We love you all. Ian, Mike Hammond, Michael Polod, and Chris Walsh, we could not do this without you. Literally, it would be so hard. Olga Krasik, Gullitice, David Forsey, and Cheryl N., you are the wind beneath our wings. Robert Andrews, Columbine the Minotaur, Shell Scott, and Jason Campbell, you all rule. Thank you so much. Michael Appleby, Heather Romancic, Hudson Miles, Nick Scott, and Michelle B. You have made all of this possible. We've said it before, and we'll say it again. Thank you all so much for the support. Thank you to everyone who has tweeted and TikToked at us. Thank you to the Discord community for the memes, the Facebook reviewers, and honestly, thank you to any one of you out there who might just be at home quietly listening in for the pleasure and enjoyment. We see you. We love you. And we all appreciate you so much. Now go enjoy the thrilling conclusion of Wonders and Blunders Season 1. Previously on Wonders and Blunders, the ultimate battle has begun. The party is reunited, doing battle against Lilia, who is now transformed into some sort of archon of energy. The Stardance Gate is open, revealing writhing vines in a pink twilight court. We rejoin the action now, just after the magic-engulfed skeletal Lilia has blasted the party with a fey fireball. On this week's episode of Wonders and Blunders... So, Kara, you take 16 fire damage. Okay. Uh, the other two take eight. Even the successes? The oh, successes wait, I take don't, eight. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, yeah. And, Kara, you are ringed in fairy fire, but the other two are not. So, Kara starts to glow, um, so it will have advantage on any attacks against you. Bree lets out a loud roar of pain and looks very, very injured. And Kara, you feel it like struggling, trying to get out, but having to use its full action to cast this spell, it can't break the grapple, so it can't move. Um, So it is pinned down on you. Uh, It feels like it is trying to lift up and fly into the air. Wait, wait, wait. What looks like it's about to lift up and fly into the air? Uh, Lilia. It's Kill- trying, Killia, but- skeleton form. Yeah, yeah, Killia. Yeah, nice. Uh, it is. Uh, it, it. Kara can feel it trying to lift off the ground, oh. but it is grappled and it can't move because it had to use its action to cast instead of breaking the grapple. Uh, I think Valen will just sort of like 
curse under his breath and um, shoot magic missile at the the form. Okay. And so four uh, darts. There's one. No, three. Yeah, level one. The uh, lightning cloud above us uh, goes out because I lost concentration on it. Oof. Yeah. Uh, the darts uh, spiral out from the dragon staff and deal uh, thirteen force damage. The yeah. So as it as it's like hitting the bones, they're starting to like crack and fall apart. Uh, as they fall off the skeleton, they are held in the air by this agic- magic energy around it. But the skeleton is deteriorating as each of these hits start to break through bones, like crack ribs off, and they hang just like an inch from their original position, suspended in this magic aura around it. Uh, at the end of your turn, it glows, and some of those bones reassemble. Uh, and did you get the? Did you get blasted by the goo? No. Nope. Okay. You're good. I, I roll really well on deck saves, not on intelligence checks for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Ben, it's your turn. Um, so did it? Sorry, is it within fifteen feet of me? Yes. Um, did, uh, did I miss the chance to get the damage on it with Spirit Guardians that last turn? Because I forgot. Uh, to, no, I can roll now. Sorry, I forgot. I was looking at my spells. Uh, that is a seventeen. Okay, that passes. Takes half. Eight. Six. Six radiant damage. As yeah. The werewolf grabs a hold of a <laughs> a leg bone and, and, and chews weakly and then disappears. <laughs> yeah, Ben is restrained. He's looking really, really rough. And he's not struggling as much as he was. He's looking tired. And he uh, just holds up a small hand kind of that's pinned to his side and uh, casts Bane at the skeletal creature. Okay. At Kilia. Charisma 15 save. Charisma. Seven. Okay. Nice, nice. nice. So yeah, there's just like a a, a slight shimmer of uh, chrono energy through the air as um, uh, the mists that the spectral werewolf was appearing from evaporate. And... Um, yeah, there's a slight sort of chrono field around it, and it, yeah. Uh, D4 and subtract the number rolled from the attack roll or saving throw. Okay. And then I make a concentration check to see if I take, or, uh, sorry, a, a con, con save. save, yeah. Uh, f- uh, f- that's a fail. That's a six. Okay. So. That is eight acid damage. Uh,. And then I make a concentration check, and I fail. And no. uh, Bane oh, God. goes off. Oh, brutal. Oh, Bane. So you lost oh, Spirit Guardians and, and Bane. Brutal. Oh. Oof. And took eight damage. Ben, uh, eyelids are, are fluttering as, like, the, the skin is bubbling and sizzling at where it's worked through his armor. And he, he looks up. Uh, is Diglin still, like, on it and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he kind of tries to lift an arm and struggle, and then he's just, my dream. And that's his turn. Uh, Then it is Diglin, who is going to attack a couple more times, uh, managing to land one hit with the machetes. Does it being grappled do anything? 
it's restrained. I think it's just makes restrained. its move zero. Okay. And yeah, so she is just like pounding into it with these machetes, just chipping away bone under this magic and just like screaming out in a rage. Just say, we're supposed to be rid of you. Why won't you just die? <laughs> and Rowan, it's your turn. Real quick. How- uh, yep. I have no idea if it's inappropriate to bring up now, but I forgot that we have two listener inspirations to hand out. <laughs> ah. Sorry, let's just take a minute Maybe. and uh, do, do our... Yeah, I, I, I feel like I, we owe it to I our listeners to really... I feel like it might be really... useful is the thing. I would, I would leave it till the next episode, but... No, it's a good, this is a good time to give them out. Yeah, yeah just, just come with us. The middle. We know that things are desperate quick, now. Quick guys. So. Quick huddle. Lily, yeah. hold on a minute. Quick there's huddle. The, uh, the, <laughs> the, oh, no, the set okay. of the Ed Sullivan show. It's just like there's a couch and two things. We just go over, sit down, yeah, a bunch of darklings wheel it out. Uh, <laughs> and the caravan of wonders has called a timeout. Uh, <laughs> over to the box now to discuss with the coach what their plan is. Um, Bido in a comb over wig. Yeah. So uh, yeah, some incredible listeners uh, might save our butts. Um, and I'm supposed to remember this at the top of the episodes, but uh, hell, uh, now is as good as ever. Uh, Maybe even better. Maybe even better. <laughs> so Chris Bruce. Uh, wanted to award inspiration to Bree uh, for the thing, um, which was that uh, that week's episode when uh, Bree went through the portal. Um, yeah. So that doing was the thing. doing the thing, uh, the which thing. he was avoiding spoiling it for people who had not. He listened to that immediately. That was that came out. Mm-hmm. He shared that within like three hours of the episode being released. Right. <laughs> Chris Bruce. Uh, and not Thank long you. after that, um, Chris Walsh um, shared uh, inspiration for Star uh, for battling the eel all by himself. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, so thank you, and remember to share your favorite character moments, Please. and we will give you the yeah. shout out, and we will give an extra role to that yeah, character. Yeah. And also, and if it, you've already oh. given a shout out and you're about to listen to one of these people die, uh, <laughs> then that will carry over to their next character. So don't worry. <laughs> also, to uh, any friends of mine who have messaged me and said they were going to give me inspiration, but didn't message Evan. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Just tag, tag us, tag Wonders and Blunders on any social media. Hashtag Ben should die. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag All right, the, 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 the Darklings wheel the, the set yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> Bido takes the wig off, gets yeah. back into his brambles. Yeah. yeah, Lilia has been pacing back and forth next to the... Uh, gate just going like red leather yellow leather red leather <laughs> yeah there's a there's a 22 year old in a headset that just hands her a bottle of water yeah she's like oh my goodness thank you so much you know the work you do is just amazing uh, i hope that people are treating you okay did you eat have you eaten yeah you know craft yeah no craft took care of me don't worry about it good, uh, you good, know good. it's always nice sometimes to hear sometimes they oversee that and I, I i'll talk to someone for you no we got good representation go unions <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that was the end of Diglin's turn. So Rowan, uh, how are those brambles looking? They are burning through. Uh, you would have to look and see. Looking at it, you would say, "Boy, if I was putting it on a number from one to ten, those brambles have taken four fire damage." <laughs> mm. Mm. They're not getting broken up, but they're probably not that far. I I'm going to take a gamble. How yeah, far okay, up so are they? It is a 60 question. Sixty feet. 
60 feet. Oh, okay, 60 yeah. feet up. No! Right. That is an excellent reminder. Maybe I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because that was said before, too. That changes my whole turn. Wipe the rules from your head, Andy. What did you want to do? Believe in your shenanigans. Wipe the rules from my head? All right. <laughs> it's a quick wipe. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm, 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 then this is a real gamble, because this I'm, I'm going to set this up, and this might go to a, a, real, a real trumpet fart. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. So I'm, Rowan is, is bloodied. He's panting. Like, steam is rising from his body. Uh, he just, like, swaying on his feet. Some of it is to avoid obstacles. Some of it is, is because he, he can barely hold himself up. And he, he looks at this skeleton, Lilia, uh, thrashing from this grapple and surrounded by brambles and basked in this pink light. And uh, Rowan sort of spits some blood to the side. And he's like, oh, Lilia, I pity you. You know, you, you think you can win here. You, you, you think your shadow's so large. Well, well, I've been to the dark. And I've looked that abyss right in its eye. And, uh, well, <laughs> I don't think you've got much of a chance compared to that. And I'll, uh, that coil of leather in my hand, I'm going to uh, bring it up and sort of do this large sort of overhand uh, bullwhip crack with it. And it's snakes out away from me as if it's got a mind of its own. And uh, anyone looking closely can see, like, a faint kind of green glow reflection in my eyes. Like, I'm looking at some sort of green fire over this pink skeleton. And as I whip this skeleton, this, this tentacle of, of leather out and around, and I do this side flick up and heave and sort of leap at the same time to try to wrap this whip around... Uh, a, a corner of, of rope or a, a knot of, of this hanging from this stone. Just everything I've got put into this leap and this whip crack to the side to try to latch this stone and then not even looking to see if I have it and just in the back of my mind sending out this thought of, of, of green and, and power and then overhand both grips onto the handle and then I'm just going to pull with all of my weight and just bring my body back down and hope that that whip latched onto something as I just heave coils like my, my forearms coiled the veins out I'm yelling between clenched teeth as I just heave down okay so yeah to get yourself up high enough to whip it do an acrobatics check alright dice <laughs> you gotta do this for me, buddy. Okay. All right. You said athletics? A or, or acrobatics, yeah. Okay, acrobatics isn't a minus one. <laughs> that is 17. 17, okay. And then make an attack. Okay, this this has a, a higher chance of... <sighs> oh, okay. Yeah, 18 plus 7. Okay, that's a hit. Uh, huh? So roll damage. I do not get sneak attack on, on a stone, though, eh? Does the fire count as an ally? <laughs> Does the fire count as an ally? I'll let you roll a d6 to add the fire damage that it would have taken. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but that's as the old saying goes, you cannot sneak attack a stone. <laughs> uh, I roll. 
Oh, not so much a high roll. Uh, that's uh, ten damage. Ten damage is the health of the tentacle. So you whip through it, the fire like licking away at the bramble. The whip wraps around it and seems to have this otherworldly tightening. Like it whips around the outside, but doesn't just wrap, it squeezes. And you see like filaments of the brambles just snap in all sides. The rope itself gets torn away. And you, as you're falling backwards, back down towards Lilia and the gate, see this huge cinder block tear free from all of the brambles uh, and fall down towards the gate. Kara and Bree make a deck save. Stop making this me seems make very save. familiar. <laughs> I'm not gonna. This was Rowan. This does seem vaguely familiar from when I did this the last time I was here. <laughs> 16. Uh, she's grappled, so she's gonna make it with disadvantage. Do I also make it with disadvantage? No, I I, I'm picturing it like you being able to hold her until the last second and then kind of push away. Okay, I like that. Because you're not grappled, you're just grappling. Mm -hmm. A 17 for me. Okay. And it was a 16 for me. And 16 for you. Okay, so both of you step back as this... Rowan, you hit the ground. Actually, um, as he's falling, I'll cast Featherfall on him. Oh, nice. Okay. (laughs) So you are, like, about to just contact with the floor as you're watching as this cinder block starts to fall. My eyes are definitely closed, but yeah, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, like, clenching your eyes, but the hit never comes as you just slow in the air and find yourself kind of stumbling backwards onto your feet as you hit the ground without taking damage. The cinder block falls from above as this chanting continues. You see through the gate, this wall of brambles slams up against it, spiraling through, and for a moment, you see them swirl and start to form the wispy hair and giant bulging distended eyeballs of the Dubkatha as its face taking up almost half of the room looms over the bunch of you, pink light coming out of its eyes and washing over the bunch of you as it keeps an eye, both of its eyes moving in different directions, locking onto each one of you, seeing what it looks like in this new world. And the cinder block smashes down, completely crushing the gate and destroying Lilia's skeleton under it. Dust just puffs out as she had 10 HP left. Oh, no. <laughs> and there is no oh way God. that this cinder block does oh. not do 10 damage. Man. <laughs> oh. The brambles in the room start to shrivel. Oh my God. And fall. Other pieces of equipment that had been crunched under the brambles grip start to fall apart as pieces of the room just start to crumble to the ground around you. Everyone who is restrained that those brambles just disappear and you find yourself just placed back on the ground as they turn to ash and start to bubble and disappear. That dusk blood that was burning into your body loses its caustic burn as it just turns into a (laughs) sticky sort of sap that soaks over your body. Amazing. And you are out of initiative. Oh my god, amazing. (gasps) Star sprints over to Rowan and literally tackles him off his feet in a hug. 
I miss oh. you. you gotta let me go. You gotta let me go. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And then, I'm, like, yeah, kind of. I set you down gently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I sway. Sway like like it's the 10th round of this match. Yeah, holds him up, like, grabs his yeah. shoulders and props him oh, up. Please, it's, what it's happened? good to see you guys. What happened? What happened? Oh, and I'll turn to Bree. And uh, I don't know. How, how are you doing? Uh, Bree is like has the axe flipped upside down and is leaning on it, just barely alive through yeah. this. Yeah, and it's like we go through all these efforts to bring axe back to help for fight, and you take fight while we're not even here. Uh, yeah. Oh, why, why, why catch us up? Where, where is everybody else? The rest are back at the cabin. Ed. Bria, I would say you arrived in the nick of time. Well, I am glad. I am not sure even how we are here. And looks over to Rowan uh, with this look of confusion on her face. Rowan doesn't uh, doesn't catch your eye and uh, and and purposely avoids that look, and uh, instead seeks out uh, uh, Diglin. Yeah, Diglin is lying on the ground on the other side of the cinder block, just face up, looking at the ceiling, the bandages over her eyes, as she just, like, slowly reaches up and grabs them and pulls them off. And she looks up at you with just tears welling out of her one good eye as the other stone sits there and... She looks up at you and says, Oi, I can't see what she sees. I can't see what she sees. You survived, Diglin. My dreams didn't come true. I yeah, did think, I did think did. you were going to stab him. I thought you were going to stab her. But Rowan did. I didn't. But I was, it's okay. And Ben's just like on his knees, like exhausted like he, he the vines dropped him on to the ground and he hasn't moved he's just on his knees his shield is laid in front of him uh hmm. valen is 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 ru- rushing around and casting prestidigitation on everyone and getting the sticky sap off and and the scorch marks and the the crusted blood off of out of rowan's ear and just trying to tidy everyone up and and make them feel comfortable can we get out of here are we gonna get out of here let's let's get out of here is is light okay? Yeah, Star is running over to see how she's doing. Uh, yeah, so you you go over. You have to like clear some ash off of her face <laughs> as the <laughs> like all the uh, disintegrating vines have have fallen, just sort of coating her in this pile of ash. But brushing her off, you get close, uh, and you can feel she still has a pulse. She's still breathing, but she is uh, right now unconscious. Uh, she's alive. Uh, she's just uh, knocked out. Uh, yeah, Ben push like uh, like pushes himself to his feet and kind of like jogs over uh, and I'm gonna hit her with a, a healing word. Um, for is she unconscious at zero HP? 
Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, for eight. She heals um, her eight. Yeah, so as you're doing that, you lean down, uh, feel the connection with her time energy, and she, her eyes, like, blink, and she looks up and looks surprised for a second, and then sees you, Star, and just this, like, knowing smile comes across her face. Yeah, Star winks. She's like, ah, I knew I wouldn't be gone for long. No, no. Yeah, the problem's all solved. Yeah, it's really unfortunate, actually, that you were knocked out for the whole thing. I bet it's pretty cool. Fantastic. Uh, we gotta, we gotta go. And uh, then, like, Star grins and just gives her a giant hug on the ground, and she <laughs> hugs you back, and you just hear like softly. She's like, "I wasn't going to let her take them." I know. I would do it again. I know. And you feel like a tug at your uh, your waist, and Ben is just like. We really gotta go. And he's just like picking up the bag of holding and he picks up the jar. He sticks the jar in there. He runs over. He picks up the spell sniffer where he dropped it behind the rock. He sticks that in there and just starts like looking around. Uh, Valen is inspecting the uh, work table. Yeah. Um, so I think Bido comes over to you, Valen. Just you hear like the clatter behind you as you're, uh, and you can roll investigation. Natural 20. Hey. Very nice. So that'll be a 24. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. 24, okay. Um, so, looking over this table, you, you're at first interrupted as Bido comes over and is like, oh, she had like all sorts of stuff over here. And like lays it, starts laying out potions on the on the work table. And you have to kind of move them out of the way as he is interrupting <laughs> your investigation. But you see that the top of this table has indentations in them. And it, it looks like different liquids have been poured into the table itself. Uh, and looking over it, you see that some of these, uh, some of the vials and things that are left on the table, there are enough reagents to do the same thing that has been done on this table. So there's enough crafting things here to make another possibly potion or like reopen a teleportation portal like it, it what does looks it look like, like to me uh do it do an arcana check i cannot roll under arcana checks uh, <laughs> uh that's a 13 13 so you know that this table can be activated using reagents you're not a hundred percent sure what it's going to do uh, I think, like, if there's one thing you want to rule out, like, you can ask me a question, and I'll just give you a yes or no. Would uh, activating this table, like, reopen a path to the Twilight Court? No. I sort of Throw look it around. On the wagon. What's that? Throw it on the wagon. Throw it on the wagon. <laughs> Put it next to that fancy chair we stole. <laughs> um, Bree, do you think you could carry this table? <laughs> I... Uh, Yes, Valen, it's good to see you too. Uh, and this is like dragging this giant axe behind her as she hoists it up on one shoulder and then grabs a leg of the table and kind of flips it up I'll, on like, the other. I'll gather up the, the potions and reagents that are like on the table. Yeah, uh, and, and Bido helps you with that. He's sort of gathering all this stuff up, putting it into his bag. Kara's um, still standing like directly behind the block. Uh, and starts looking down at her claws to see she felt different but she wants she's she's not sure how she's feeling now 
So you are looking at, you're still the bear, mm-hmm. correct? Looking yeah. down at my so claws. So you are looking down at your claws, and you feel a significant drain as those extra spell slots and extra spells and the, the temporary health do fade. But you do feel a strange amount of control over this bear form. And you feel like like this is not being taken from you. It feels like weirdly familiar and responsive. <laughs> Has she been a bear for more than two hours and now she's a bear forever? <laughs> yeah, it's Edward's rules. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, um, I'll let it go and... And that all drifts away. The yeah. feeling as it, as you return to yourself, is a little bit different than usual. It feels like you were covered in like soil, and that that is being cleared away from your face. Huh. Ben is—he's uh, creeping up. He's trying to like cre- uh, sneak up the stairwell to one of the 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 door on the side that uh, we were on. Uh, and he's just gonna like poke his head and look down the hallway. Yeah, and it is empty, uh, but you can hear movement down the hallway. Uh, yeah, like just a he hisses over the edge, like there's something down the hallway. Hmm. I'll, I'll gonna kind of well, I guess I wouldn't run, but I'll I'll go up as well and and peek quietly and sneakily around the corner with him. Sorry, when Rowan, when you walk up, Ben uh, is gonna touch a hand on you, and he just kind of uh, like touches your wrist as you come up next to him, and just gives it a squeeze and casts uh, cure wounds at level two. Mm, thank you. <laughs> I had four health. <laughs> uh, snake eyes, you get six health. I rolled oh. as low as I possibly could. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you should have stabbed nice. first. Yeah. <laughs> um. Cool ten. Yeah, and he just says, I'm glad you're back. Yeah, me too, buddy. There could be a lot of more of them where they could have all died. I don't know, but there's something down the hallway. All right, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll take it as it comes. Are you okay, Bree? Oh, yeah, I am feeling much better now, but it's been a very long day. Uh, I was hoping to stab this one with one of its uh, sisters, or children, I suppose. Uh, and Bree is kind of just like kicking around the bones that are left behind, uh, smashed around the rock. If any are not dust. Yeah, I guess there's there, there's like a hand <laughs> dramatically out one side. Yeah. <laughs> what about ruby slippers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll cast cure wounds on Bree at second level. Oh, that's good. I have five HP left, so. <laughs> Talk about uh, acid was going to kill me if I failed my next save. <laughs> While we're gathering up in the doorway, do I have time to start doing any like arcana checks on these potions to look for healing potions? Yep. Four, eight. Uh, so there are eight potions here. Okay, so on the first 13 one, health back, Brie. Thank you. On the first one, I get a twenty-two arcana. Twenty-two. Okay, so the first one you find. And you actually find that there are four identical, uh, and you find four potions of greater healing. We have some healing potions here. Who else needs them? 
Ben, ben grabs one out of your hand. <laughs> yeah. And downs it. I have a little bit more magic as well. Is anyone feeling really bad? Let's let's use the potions first and, and hold on yeah. to those spells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let's save yeah. the magic until we're out of this. This Star nest. also grabs a potion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, ben, I think you're like bringing the potion up to your lips. You and Rowan are up at the top of the stairs, right? Like peeking yeah. around the corner. Yeah, I think Valen like walked up behind us. Was that like? I, I guess we were like slowly working working our way towards the door as I was checking these. So uh, Rowan and Ben, like as you are peeking around the corner. Uh, you're like waiting and glancing back down at Valen who's making his way over with the potions you look out and there's nothing there and then you look down and then when you look back out the door you see there is there are two heads poked around the corner also looking at you there is a halfling and an aarakocra and then slowly the huge brim of a wide brim black hat also comes around the corner and you are staring at Bart and two unfamiliar figures. And oh. Bart is like, well, my oh my, look who it is. I thought this... Oh, I was worried. I thought this day couldn't get any worse. Oh, come now. This is a wonderful coincidence. I, uh, and, 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 and a wonderful day as well. Uh, say, is there a, 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 a little skylight out there that maybe... Exists. We're hoping to get some sun. Yeah, yeah. We'll ignore the timing and uh, and let you know that yeah, that the, there's a whole skylight back there. Is yeah. Star's dagger still glowing daylight? Yes. Presumably. Cool. Yeah. We've got a bit of sun down here, and they step out onto the uh, onto the broken bridge, uh, just standing now, like five feet away from Ben and Rowan, just looking down at all of you and. Bard is just looking over you and he kind of chuckles and he says, oh, uh, I don't see Yuri. He didn't uh, meet a grisly end, did he? He's fine. Hmm. Holding down the fort somewhere else, I suppose. Well, earning your coin, it seems. Can we save the chit-chat? Like, what are we doing? We got to get out of here. Like, what are we, like, do you, are there any more monsters? The withered uh, things in the roof, those are now withered away? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what? That can get us out of here. And then Star just reaches in his bag and pulls up the rope, and then just runs up the wall up to the hole. Okay. And then lets the lets the magic rope down. And uh, Bart says, "Well, uh, yes, okay. Well, um, uh, Buck, perhaps you can help a few of us as well. Speed up the process." And the Aarakocra is like, "I am, I am not a taxi. <laughs> Are we done?" Here, uh, honestly, I would like to We're leave done. and maybe never see you again. We're done. And Ben grabs a hold of the rope and just starts climbing up. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah uh, it's funny that effect that you have, Bart. Well, I mean, trick of the trade, I suppose. Uh, leaving an impression on people is not always positive. But yes, Mr. Buck, Madam Pick, you are, as far as I can say, we're square. Um... I'll, I'll look at Buck and be like, if you know, if you're going to fly him out, you should charge him double right now or leave him down here. And then I'm going to go and uh, head towards the rope as well. <laughs> yeah, climbing up the rope, Buck says, uh, Buck laughs at that and says, oh no, he's staying right here. Uh, and holds his hand down and Pick says, yeah, yeah, okay, well, um, uh, best of luck to you. 
Mr. Watcher or whatever you wanted us to call you, uh, I mean, I hope you're not as lucky next time. <laughs> I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, thanks for the trip out of Mox the Rain. <laughs> and she grabs Buck's hand uh, and he holds both of her arms over her head and his wings spread out from his back like a brown hawk and he takes off and flies out the hole past uh, those climbing the rope. Well, now those two people, they're peeps I'd like to know. Yes, uh, quite interesting folks, quite talented as well. I'm glad all of you are okay. I hope you got what you were looking for. I rolled a nat 20 on an inside check. I want to see how he's actually doing. <laughs> uh, he is <laughs> ragged. Yeah. Uh, he's like, really, you can see him like favoring one leg. Uh, his hand keeps drifting up to his ribs. And when it comes back away, there's a bit of blood on his palm. Uh, and he is nervous. Hmm. Did you happen to fight Lilia's sister? Uh, oh, no, um, unless she's related to, uh, metric button of darklings. Hmm. I thought there was a third here. Did um, you have some vision, Kara? I was, um, well, I think I was connecting to what Lilia was, was connected to. So there's another hag out there somewhere. Maybe? It just, it He's... felt like there were three of us. At least two places that we did not go that we knew of. Mm, yeah. Diglin, was it you? Uh, no. I mean, I'm, I don't think so. I didn't get any special powers. Just the chopping. Oh, I did chop pretty good. He's very good. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, from the top of the the rope. Ben just shouts down like, are you coming or do we have to go see if the caravan's safe on our own? Uh, you know, I missed his impatience. I did. I did. I missed <laughs> <laughs> we know it's safe down here right now because Lily was the most dangerous thing around. We don't know if the caravan is safe. And like Ben looks at you, Star, I, and he's like, I oh agree. I agree with Ben. I mean, I think that we should get out of here. We can come back. Yeah. Hmm. I think that maybe Baito can hang around and uh, poke around, see if he can find anything. I don't know. That's a good idea. Baito can stay. Let's. Okay, <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> yeah. ben. And Baito has been just like turning the room over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, look, he's in this natural environment. Yeah, he he's got like a tin lunchbox that one of the darklings left behind and is like emptying it out and just like eating everything that falls out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and Bart is like, well, yes, uh, don't let me hold you up any longer. I should really be going as well. Uh, and then. What were you here for? Well, you know, just uh, vacation. Checking it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's some places like this. Uh, always nice and interesting. Anyway, goodbye. And then he <laughs> furls his cape over himself and it spins around and he appears up at the top of the rope. Uh, star next to you. Ah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're charlatan. Jeez. <laughs> oh, ex excellent idea. Uh, I'll see you all. Soon, probably. Uh, uh, 
upon the current rate, it seems I can't quite shake uh, enough for me. And he, yeah, <laughs> very, like, he walks kind of uh, proudly away from you. And then you see, like, as he gets closer to the corner, he looks quickly back over his shoulder and starts running. Uh, and then as he gets under, like, the light that is shining through the second part of the tunnel, he wraps the cape again and disappears. Uh, I can't believe Bart is... I can't believe I agree with what Bart's doing. <laughs> we missed our chance to strike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll look at Diglin and uh, are you going to be all right to climb this rope? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I think anything that gets me one step closer back to Pinnafil now is uh, going to be an easy task. Yeah. yeah I'll look I, at I, Bree and say, maybe we leave the table here. I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> You might want to have a free hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Bree kind of takes the axe and like wraps her tail around it and tries to like hoist the, the, the table up just over one shoulder. You can see that her bag is also just like spilling out to the brim with uh, gigantic plants and weird chunks of leather and other materials. We could tie it to the end of the rope. Ah, see? That is a good idea. That's very good thinking, Kara. Mm. Uh, let me remember. He's... Go, go, magic rope. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it wraps itself around the bottom of the table. All right. Well, well I could use a drink. And, and you know, I, I know a charming place that'll really snail your heart. So, so let's go. And I'll, I'll start climbing up that rope. I follow yeah, I think Bree lets kind of everybody else climb up first. We're um, yeah. we're stopped at the hot springs, so we could all go have a nice, you know, soak before bed. You hear this noise of pleasure, <laughs> like a purr, come out of Bree. <laughs> <laughs> so you make your way out the top, standing above the valley below that contains the Aetherlock. Now, not running for your life, you actually get to take in this vista which overlooks the world below you, seeing the steam rising up from the hot pools below. And from this point on the clear day, you can also see the caravan uh, nearby, waiting by the rendezvous point. Um, you can see uh, Fezrik and Yuri below, like looking up and waving as you come out, uh, making your way down the side of the mountain, slowly nursing your wounds and limping a little bit. Uh, the gates fly open as the mimic starts to bury itself back in the ground. Uh, dust comes screaming out at top speed, all fours, followed quickly by Star. Uh, like the two of them rushing to Sky. get to you as quickly as possible. Dust like trips Star and Star or uh, Sky, and Sky like grabs him by the collar and throws him backwards into a snowdrift. Uh, as eventually they tackle you and you roll into a ball. Yeah, starts just, like, giggling and also, like, crying, like, but, like, not, like, openly, but just welling up and just, like, laughing, like, in a big family pile. Yeah. And Sky like, is giving you a hug and then hugs Light and then just, like, pushes her away and slaps her. <laughs> and is like, don't you ever do that again. You let me go. I am the oldest. You let me go next time. You do not take our place. You are not some sacrificial lamb. You are part of this family. You are just as important as the rest of us. And she, Light, is like, looks like she's about to get all up in arms and get in a fight and 
is just like, we'll talk about it later. And then hugs her again. And they just kind of, yeah, fall down to the ground, uh, weeping. And Dust is like, you're going to have to, you have to tell me. You have to tell me everything that happened. Oh, I, oh, I wish I could have seen her face when you stabbed her through with some rapier. Yeah, Star's like lying on his back and he's like, I'm imagining Star's like lying on his back on the ground with Dust just sitting on his chest and he's just being like, all right, well, let's see. I actually think that, you know, surprisingly, I think the hero of this day is uh, is uh, our friend over here. And like, he like looks at Rowan. Bullshit. <laughs> no, you should have seen him. He came barreling, they came barreling out of this portal just in the middle of the room and like, and just he starts like describing like Rowan coming out and just like with the crazy sword strike like right up in the middle of the of uh, of Lilia and he's like mm, okay uh you're going to be harder to draw and starts working away <laughs> in his journal <laughs> I'm glad you're back Rowan yeah and I'll like put an arm around Bree and uh we're the two people who are the same height so it actually looks kind of normal oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh, Bree brought me back I'll tell you that well, it's your smart thinking that got us out of that. Um, would you be okay to tell us what happened? Oh, uh, and I'll look at Bree too, maybe once we get into this hot tub. And yeah, Bree just nods. <laughs> yeah. Nods with like a little smirk and a smile. Mm. Yuri comes running out through the gate and runs up to you, Ben, and is like checking you over. He's like, oh my god, you look terrible. What happened? Are you okay? You alive? We're, we're alive. And uh, as like Yuri's like kind of touching, you see like Ben's kind of shoulders slouch. And he, um, he just like, he just like looks drained. Like he just kind of collapses into Yuri's arms and, and hugs him really tight. Immediately cast Cure Wounds, um, healing you for nine. Uh, mm. just, uh, like running his hands over you, like taking out like a salve and sort of rubbing it mm. on. And he's like, ah, oh, God, burns ah. and scratches. Ah. You're sorry. Thank you. I forgot to drink the potion. Ah, oh, this, uh, don't forget that next time. I don't want to have to patch you up. You're <laughs> all on your own now, right? You're an adult. <laughs> yeah. T- I'm 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. Ready to leave the nest. That's how it works in dwarven culture. We hatch out of our egg, and then ten years later, they kick us out of the nest. That's probably how it works for birds, too, right? Or maybe I got it mixed up with birds. <laughs> you guys hatch out of rocks, right? Weren't you? Yeah. Weren't you a card, Yuri? <laughs> oh, I wasn't a card. A card sent me on my mission. <laughs> I know you, nobody ever asked me about that either. I've got so much more stories about that. That's another. We can find out what happened to Rowan and Bree, sure, in the hot tubs. But someone's got to ask me about my card story because it's fascinating. <laughs> I want to hear it right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 tell us everything. Yeah. And Ben is just, yeah, like slowly undoing the clasps on his, his armor and just like walking towards the campfire. Uh, we brought you a table. All right, uh, and just new like table. the table in front of Yuri on the ground. Valen says he's magic. I think uh, he just looked like table too. Can me, I can, can I use the reagents on it now? Yeah, <laughs> slammed around. So you go over, you take the the couple of vials and little things that are left, and you pour it on. They fill up the grooves, which go into the center to fill up a rune at the center of the table, and it pops into smoke. 
and turns into a little wooden bowl mortar pestle with two little chicken legs sticking out of the bottom of it. <laughs> I cast identify on it. <laughs> okay, I will uh, I will send it to you when I'm finished making it. Uh, <laughs> Baba Yahoo. Yeah. Doing the 88 damage and completely si- skipping the second stage of the boss fight was uh, made this go a little quicker than I was expecting. <laughs> Sindor, Sindor be praised. Um, so you get everything sort of put away, uh, identify this little bowl, uh, and everybody drained but happy makes their way the short walk over to the hot springs sinking into the warm water. Uh, Those who don't enjoy the water just sitting and enjoying the steam, getting out of the cold as the tentative steam elementals walk around the outside. And as you look up with the sun sinking, uh, Aurora's March begins. The sky above you lighting up into a beautiful spring of blues and pinks and greens as these tendrils of light just stick out across the sky, starting with a great flash as the last of the sun disappears over the edge. The Summer Queen's eye no longer looking over these lands. Aurora and her subjects begin their dance in the sky. The stars tonight, instead of blinking in one by one, seem to spring forth from the band of colors that goes across the sky, the steam seeming to clear out of the way to create a better sightline of the night sky. As all new constellations, things that you've never noticed in the sky normally, you would think it was a completely alien one, as it seems the sky above you fully transitions into the sky of the Fae. Cool. And I think as you're looking up at this, slowly the water around you starts to swirl, and again you start to get lifted up as the hot spring itself begins to rise as Gumpf is suddenly sitting next to you with his arms over the edge like your fat uncle in a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, well, it seems you found it a bit easier to relax this time. I'll take that as good news. I take Pinchy out of out of the bag and let him float in the water with us. Yeah, <laughs> he pinches you. <laughs> and she's got PTSD. <laughs> PTSD. Bree. Oh. oh, nailed it! That's it, baby. That's the episode. <laughs> <laughs> PTSD. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Trap season Come one, back baby. Next time for the beginning of season two. At the end of season one, everybody, we, we did, did it. it. We got yeah. the best yeah. joke of the season. Yeah. We saved it till the end. We wrote it at the beginning, but now we snuck it right in at the end. Yeah. The whole the whole thing was building towards that. The party recuperates in the dancing steam of the elemental hot pools, exchanging tales of giants, ambushes, and time spent apart. All the while the sky dancing above them, unknowingly celebrating a hard-fought victory. Diglin sits quietly, finally able to watch the tired and happy expressions of these strangers who risk so much to help her. Her smile is barely visible to anyone, except maybe Rowan. As she looks up at Aurora's march, we see Bridget watching as well, 
through the windows of the steady stream in Pinnafel, as she prepares trays of hot buttered liqueurs and folds piles of impossibly warm blankets and cloaks for the townsfolk stargazing outside. In Cedars Glen, formerly Bludovia, formerly Cedars Glen, a mostly reconstituted population looks upward while drinking juice, until a strangely timed lightning bolt sends them skittering into their homes. At the edge of the Aetherlock, a kobold named Ralph is helping a group of mutated lake kobolds take their first few steps back onto dry land, leading them towards a grouping of lean-tos, around a fire surrounded by new shivering companions. A family of yetis are hypnotized by the lights above, as Gary sneaks from a hole in the mountainside that seems to be exactly his size, semi-stealthily pushing a mysterious cart away from danger. Far above, skimming the clouds and bathed in shimmering neon, Bartholomew the Watcher rides a flying mirror through the mountains. His hand drifts to his ribs, skipping the wound and landing on a bag, which he unwraps to steal a peek inside. A cold white glow spills over his face. He chuckles to himself, re-cinches the bag, and settles in to watch the show above as he cruises through the frigid air. Inside the Temple of Mistra, a skeletal hand sticks dramatically from under a mountain of rubble. There's a clack, as a rope from above unspools to the ground of the silent cavern. A figure, wrapped in a thick parka, dark goggles, and a fur scarf, hefting a sizable pack, bursting with golden instruments, star charts, and most notably, a magnificent-looking telescope, slides carefully down the rope and looks over the room. The figure pulls back their hood and removes their goggles, revealing long white hair and a woman's face, with energetic eyes and deep-set wrinkles which squinch together as she lights a torch and inspects the room. She moves to the skeletal hand, prodding it with her boot and nodding as if satisfied, then makes her way up the bridge and into the hall. Walking quickly and confidently, she makes a left turn down a curved passage. She stops at the entrance to the next room, allowing a short gasp of excitement to escape her lips. She opens a small bronze coffer, freeing a swirling swarm of dancing lights, which begin to spread out around the room. Large, scorched areas and slowly withering magical vines surround pops of ash, accompanied by small crossbows and daggers. Skeletal elves in ancient armor lay slumped around the room and on either side of a large open doorway. The woman moves to the door, inspecting an intricate trinket which has been placed on the door's heavily ruined lock, now ticking down, its task complete. She quickly glances inside the doors, seeing just a small bare altar and an empty pedestal. With no surprise and some relief, she nods, taking out a black leather book and holding it up, comparing the scene before her to an exact recreation drawn on its pages. So far, so good. She snaps the book closed. Thank you for listening to another episode of Wonders and Blunders. Ben and Whom were played by Mitchell Bradbury. Bree was played by Kieran Dyke. Kara was played by Kate Clark. Rowan was played by Andy Woolridge. Star was played by Robert. Phelan was played by Evan Walsh. The World of Fadoon was created by your dungeon mom, Mike Fardy and exists in the D&D 5e system, published by Wizards of the Coast. Our logo was created by Mike Butler, and our character art was created by Mike Fian and Brett Pye. 
Available links to the players and artists can be found in the show notes. Go check them out. We're an independent podcast supported by you, the listener. To support the show, go check out patreon.com slash wonderandblunder, leave a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice, and follow us on social media at wonderandblunder. Thanks for continuing to listen and spreading the word. It means the world to us. And as always, keep being the best. We love you very much, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Not a single hit point lost. Fuck you. Wild. Full health. Failing. Son of a bitch. <laughs> wow. I, I was didn't like, take anybody down. I was like, I'll solo. I'll solo oh, this if I have it to. It would have. <laughs> it was, I was one turn for sure. I'll if, go if it wasn't if for I didn't, I mean, that uncanny dodge, I would have gone down. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, ages ago. I had ages 14, ago. I had 14 health left. Yeah. In bear form? No, I mean, in bear form, I think I was down to, to like 10. I hit four. One second. There's my doorbell. Um, if I hadn't turned, if I hadn't shifted and got uh, the additional eight temporary HP, I would have gone down uh, that last hit to negative one. Like wow. I, um, mm-hmm. I have, uh, I took, so I have seven damage. I have 44 health. I have seven health left. I have 44 total. Yeah. And I took, then I took, so it's 44 plus, uh, anyway, it was fucking yeah. close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too tight I mean, enough for math. Yeah, it was wild to watch left? that fight from where Valen was. How many spells did I have left? Sorry. Oh yeah, how was Valen? No, yeah, weird. they were all AOE. Like that, she was very based on AOE spells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and just like having stood back and just be like, I don't have much that's like very useful, but like, let me I just can't heal out anyone. Range back here. I yeah, <laughs> I have one uh, level one spell slot and two level two spell slots left. Ooh, wow, so I used guess. three level three, my one level four. And uh, three level ones. I've two level one and two level two left, and yeah. that's with divination expert having gained me back like two or three slots I also, throughout. Yeah, I have plenty oh, yeah. of magic left, but I was uh, scared to use it. No, I was drawing from. Uh, no, I totally used. I totally used oh, okay. her her uh, pool of terrible spells. powers. Yeah, I used her terrible powers. I did that. Uh, that's slow. <laughs> The oh, yeah. second slow that stops the fireball was very really, fire. really yeah because she uh, in that form gets a spell and an action uh, and she would have cast the fireball in the first round and then in the second round done freedom of movement oh. and then and I was going Disgusting. she would have done freedom of movement off the first round but wasn't slowed yet like yeah so it was. Yep. Yeah. That was that was big because she would have she would have been unstoppable mm-hmm. at that point. Airborne. She has like a natural haste on her in that form. Uh, so for for extra haste plus freedom flashing. of movement. Yeah. It's funny because yeah, yeah the, the two slows they felt like they didn't do a lot because they only lasted one round. But at, at one point, I was cursing the fact that I was right after her because I kept feeling like oh, I have a plan, and then she'd do something, and it would, like, change the plan. Yeah. But I think it also, like, a let, like, you slow them, and then everybody gets a turn to hit, hit her or do something, yeah. right? It worked yeah. out yeah. really well. No reactions and stuff? I think that was key. Yeah. And I gave her uh, five, like, she has five legendary actions, mm-hmm. but no legendary resistances. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, boy. Man. Andy, how, always with the clutch fucking How far moves, into this, we man. come in that fight? Like, how you far came in? Uh, basically at the beginning of stage two. Oh, okay. So they fought through one stage of Lilia 
before. We killed and then, two and to initiate beast mode. It and was there were, like, two some darklings mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, five darklings and two the raven eggs. We had oh, wow. set up a we had set up an ambush to draw away some of her darklings the day before. Do you want to know? Mm-hmm. Do you want to know how we got in, or do you want to hear that? No, I'll no. hear it. Yeah, <laughs> let them hear it. I'm excited now. Now I get to listen to the episodes. I'm so yeah. I'm so stoked. Yeah, that's yeah. how I feel about it too. And yeah. Like, this is now they are telling you what you're about to listen to mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. in those in before those we even started i messaged kieran and i was like man i hope we don't get dropped into the middle of a fight we're fucked yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the, the moment we went in it was like yeah lily is there and she's a big ass monster i was like shit <laughs> the one wish we had didn't happen and we were all wrecked and then we were like oh my god they've come through and they're fully healed this is gonna be great like, no, we're almost no. dead here and then you like yeah. roll through and you were like we look terrible literally a quarter of my health left and a single rage oh man the uh, four health critting critting after that curse that was wild that was was amazing so lucky is that our most one time damage yeah for sure yeah for sure yeah 88 probably definitely i rolled nearly max damage on the first roll all fives and one six wow Wow. Her second stage had 75 health. Oh, brutal. Wow. <laughs> I was like, her AC went up a bit. And, you know, she's like really in that form. She's quite dangerous because she gets like uh, a lot of AOE. And she just can move a lot and get close to people. And then AOE around her plus her claw attacks on her turn do a lot of damage. I mean, she mm-hmm. had access to all of my nastiest spells, too. Like She could not do any... Yeah. She never had time to cast off that list. Yeah. Mm. Oh, cool. Because you were in the coven at that point? Like, so you all yeah. pool your... Share us. Yeah. But she, she didn't have time. Oh, that's cool. She could... She totally could have if she had had time. Yeah. Like, yeah. But she didn't. She didn't have time the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know... I want to know the five illusory versions Did. would have done but I also don't want to know in case you like <laughs> find a way to have another new different monster have that yeah. power yeah. I might yeah. yeah the werewolf the spirit guardian werewolf was really effective on those yeah I've yeah. got the like her I started making her on D&D Beyond and it was like it's just not working so I just have a page for each boss stage, stage. that mm-hmm. she goes through mm-hmm. amazing could, unbelievable do you think you could do her as like three separate monsters or something I think I could, yeah. Lilia stage one, stage two, and then the that was called a Lilia, Thrillia, and Kilia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, I, I gotta depending ask on how it is. There's like mythic. If you read Mythic Odyssey of Theros, they have like a, a mythic form. Oh, cool. That's basically like their way to do. It's like the the, the official D and D way to have like multi stage boss fights. Ah, oh. cool. Yeah, I, I took the. Um, I saw somebody posted a thing that was like the legendary actions are meant to even up action economies. Mm-hmm. So there are three because that's how many players they're supposed to be mm-hmm. when you play the game. Oh, so, oh really? Yeah, because it, it makes it so that you can fight one creature and yeah. it doesn't just get swarmed by action economy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the three is meant to represent like three to four players. Mm-hmm. Right. So they were like, for everybody over four, just add another legendary action. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Right. And it really does help even it out. Yeah, yeah that's cool. I like yeah. that. It definitely made it feel spooky that she was like still doing stuff like in between everyone's turn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, if I had closed that honeypot on my first turn instead of attacking Lilia, would that have closed the gate? Like, if I had done that, or would that have just done nothing? 
Uh, when you got the, there, instead of attacking Lilia, yeah, you could have you could have controlled that to stop her from going into the third stage. Okay, mm-hmm. she would have spent time trying to get it. Right, right. I, yeah, so I, I, I right before that too, you asked about I'm, it, I was thinking about the pot, and I was wondering if I could drop it in the uh, drop it in the bag of holding, which is lying on the ground. Get oh, it yeah. totally out of the fight. I was so I funny, was just like, preparing to like charge back over there and do that, but. Yeah. I find my, my thinking really not creative in these moments. Mm-hmm. Like, I was looking at that jar, and I was like, well, the jar has a lid on it. And, like, magic <laughs> item like that, the lid is on it. So it, it's either open or it's closed. So the fact that it's <laughs> leaking out means it's inevitable. It's going to leak out. There's nothing I can do to stop mm-hmm. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so, I mean, it's like, it's part of the game, right? Like, the game puts you in a box yeah. with the rules, right? Like, they're they're very much like, you can move this far I think the spell does exactly this and I think of things as very binary, right? Like I think Mm -hmm. of like, well, it's either open or closed. There's not like, oh, it's like rattling and able to leak leak things out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All I was really thinking was like, don't open it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like all I can think to do with the jar is to either open it or not open it. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna not open it. Yeah. So if she had stayed in her second form longer and you weren't controlling the jar, then there were more of those raven hounds, which you never got to see, uh, <laughs> would have come through. Um, mm-hmm. But you fucking nuked her, and okay. her going into her third form also opens the gate because mm-hmm. she has all her energy. Cool. 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 Very, that, was very cool. that was a very cool fight. I cannot wait sick. to listen to what the hell these, yeah. these boys were doing in the water. Yeah. Abandoned city. I'm place. really excited. I'm excited to hear what you guys are doing. I, yeah. I refuse to start editing the episode until today. So. Oh, we did a lot of like stress talking. Lots and lots of yeah. stress talking. Uh, yes, of <laughs> talk it out. You got to get that out, right? You, you uh, don't want that boiling we, up. We do so much. Like every day, every day is a fucking adventure for us. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm, I can't wait for all of you to hear what everyone else heard. Yeah, it's Chargy. Chargy. This boy. Are we done recording? Should I stop recording? Yes. Yeah, we should oh, yeah. Stop. stop recording. Oh, yeah. Boys, that was season one, eh? <laughs> <laughs>